Welcome to the Character Chronicles, the people show. Checking the pulse of Husker Nation brought to you by X Cancer. Check them out at xcancer.com. First, right off the bat, I want to give a shout out to my son Jacob's basketball team. Shout out to the Black Knight Army. They're having a heck of a season. I heard the head coach is a little bit crazy though. All right, today is the winter conditioning show. Now, here's some of the things that I wrote down I want to talk about. What's the purpose of winter conditioning? Because it is different than spring ball. It is different than summer conditioning and in-season type of workouts that you do. What's a typical day All right, in the life of a collegiate athlete during winter conditioning look like? How has our strength and conditioning staff performed so far under Scott Frost? We're going into year five with them, too. All right? And the videos that are posted online sometimes, man, they're great for hyping up the fans. What are my thoughts on those? I have chatted about them in the past. We'll get through that real quickly. Now. What's the purpose of winter conditioning? It is to become the biggest, the fastest, and the strongest that you can possibly be. You don't need to be in phenomenally phenomenal shape at this time of year. You're not playing a football game for a long time. Now, you do got to be ready to do spring ball, okay, coming up here shortly, not too far from now for the Huskers. But even in spring ball, you don't have to be in phenomenal shape because it's not like you're doing two-a-days or fall camp or getting ready directly for a season. Spring practice day might be a little bit different, though, than winter conditioning because you're going to be practicing, depending on what the coaching staff wants to do, three to four days a week. So you're going to lift two to three days a week, usually on the off days in between practice. And your goal is to still try to get stronger during spring ball, but the priority is spring practice. Then summer conditioning is a lot like winter conditioning, except there's a lot more running. Why? Because the season's coming, and you got to be not only big, fast, strong, but in shape and ready for an entire Big Ten college football season. And then in-season workouts, typically it's twice a week after practice, shorter lifting sessions because you're simply trying to maintain what you put on during the winter, spring, and summer. So winter conditioning is about trying to get as strong as you possibly can, as fast as you can, and as big as you can while being able to be able to move and be an athletic football player as well. So some of the things during winter conditioning, how our schedule kind of looked, all right, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, we lifted four days a week, okay? Monday and Thursday were heavy upper bodies. Now this changed in the summer, the days on which we did stuff. Monday and Thursday is heavy upper body, okay? In the mornings, so we'd work out at 6 a.m. You get up, you go work out, then you go to class. Then in the afternoons, and I tell you what, these these summer, I'm sorry, these running, uh, Speed workouts in the afternoon sometimes turned into conditioning things, but that's phenomenal because you need to be in somewhat some sort of shape as you go into spring ball. And so Monday and Thursday afternoons, it was speed, it was agility, it was competing, it was competitions. A lot of these videos that you see being uh, put out online by the strength staff where the guys are competing with and against each other, phenomenal stuff. That's the type of stuff we did Monday and Thursday. Tuesday, Friday was purely lifting, and that was legs. I mean, you were trying to squat uh, a mountain, and you were trying to make the weight room bleed, obviously. And I'm big stickler on technique, big on technique. True story. Didn't even plan on sharing it, but there was another person. I don't want to give too much away, but there's another person who came into my recruiting class and he, you could hear, see articles where he talked about how he leg pressed 800 pounds. First day on campus, I watched him try to squat 405. Okay. He didn't go down very far. Strength coach said, go farther. Went farther. Not very far. Went to parallel, got buried under 405. After bragging about doing 800 pounds on leg press. Technique and the proper exercises. And that varies from person to person and sport to sport. Depending on the individual needs of that sport and that player. And what's going on in their lives and career and physical development. It varies. 
but technique and getting depth on squats to me is very important. And I know I had some debates with some fine folks on Twitter like, Adam, when do you ever go 90 degrees on a squat in a game? You're getting too low. Well, and I, I chatted with Boyd Epley about this. Actually, not very long ago. So let me read this real quick. Okay, here was my response. I said, actually, I spoke with Boyd Epley about this not long ago. Example, he said that, for example, close grip bench press in here, when you're hitting somebody in a football field, you're right here. You're really not out here like a regular bench press, okay? It's a bit misleading. But he said that, for example, close grip bench press is more applicable to football than regular bench press. But more teams do regular bench press than close grip bench. Some do both. Some pick one over the other. But more do regular bench than close grip because it's about developing overall strength, speed, and athleticism. You give that overall improved athlete to the coaches, and then they train you how to use it in football. Okay. Then taking the speed, strength, and athleticism and applying to the football or whatever sport you're playing. Of course, there's more than one way to skin a cat, and every sport is different. That being said, I personally buy into proper technique and developing the overall athlete. And, of course, recognizing that each situation is different, making any necessary adjustments you need along the way based on the individual, yada, yada, yada. So if you are going to 90 degrees on a football field, you're doing it wrong. But if you're in the weight room, in my opinion, you're doing it right because you're getting stronger. Then you take that extra strength, proper technique, and you apply it to football technique, and you're better for it. Again, different ways to skin a cat. Still my favorite way to do it. I think Mr. Epley probably agrees based on what he had to say to me as well. So that's kind of how winter conditioning would look. 6 a.m., Lifting every morning, Mondays and Thursdays, in the afternoons, you got those intense speed, agility, competition drills that were always a lot, a lot of fun, sometimes resulted in puking. We also had our circuit that we used to do at times, and there was literally a big, gigantic trash can at the end of that circuit. You could probably figure out why it was there, and I used it once as well, all right, when I was a very, very young lad. Now, how is our speed, strength, conditioning staff perform? If I'm being honest, the jury's still out. I will tell you this. They look a lot different now than they did before Zach Duvall and the strength staff guy. They look different. They definitely look different. So that's a great starting place. We still tend to have a lot of guys banged up. Now, the year UCF went undefeated, okay, and beat Auburn and won a national title, so to speak. Zach Duvall was their strength coach. They didn't have a starter miss an entire game. That, that's a single game that entire year. I feel like we still have a decent amount of guys who get banged up a lot. Okay, and that does come back to a little bit of luck. That does come back to how you practice and strength and conditioning. So we got to improve that also the training staff. So Zach and them, I think they got to prove that a little bit. You know, also as far as are we knocking people around or are they knocking us around? Who's more physical? Some of that's attitude. Some of that's technique. Some of that's coaching. Some of that's strength and conditioning. We look better up front on the defensive lines, but there was still times and I think a lot of it had to do with the offense not being on the field much and the defense would get wore down against teams like Michigan and so on who would put up a lot of rushing yards later on in games. I feel like we're getting better, but we're still not where we need to be. And so sometimes, the, you know, these videos, I've talked about them in the past that the strength staff puts out. It's great for hyping up players and getting fans excited. That's awesome. Personally, I don't give a crap. I actually quote tweeted one of Zach Duvall's most recent videos, and it was Nash Hutmacher. And he got, it looked like he got, you couldn't see the full depth because the camera didn't go down. It looked like he got good depth and was explosive on coming back up. I think people forget it's not just about strength. We used to have, if you could squat 550 pounds more than a certain amount of reps, we'd cap the weight and now you would do it explosively. You would make you count to one, two, three, maybe even four, depending on how easy it was for you. Pause at the bottom and explode up. Being able to move 550 fast 
is much better, in my opinion, than being able to move even more weight, which not a lot of guys can realistically do if they're going all the way to the bottom, slow. Because at a certain point, that strength has to turn into explosiveness. But every time I see one of these videos, I don't say much because all I care about is technique. I don't give a crap how much bars on the weight because I just envision that guy that I came in with who was a D lineman getting buried when he actually had to do the right technique. That's more important in my humble opinion. Now, I have a story. I shared it like five or six years ago. And if you want to hear it, let me know. Smash that like button. It helps the show out. I appreciate it. It lets me know you're enjoying the topics and leave a comment. I have a story. I haven't shared it for a long time. The first time I ever did a conditioning session as a Husker, as a very, very young man, I passed out and got gatored off the field. Kind of embarrassing. Passed out into the garbage can. Solich is like, are you okay? The garbage can's all destroyed. Puke everywhere. If you want me to share that story, smash the like button. Leave a comment below. Let me know if you enjoyed today's show. Do you agree, agree, disagree? Let me know your thoughts. And if you want to hear that story in my next show, go Big Red Noise. Remember, throw the bug.